because that's the biggest challenge and we all, we all swipe through our phones and our tablets and what, what's going to make you stop mm. and that's the key thing and it's a very difficult one to answer but we're all challenged to kind of think of something and do something that makes people stop swiping down yeah okay so all of that is to come on today's show you are listening to the vlogify content strategy masterclass with myself dom o'neill so this show is all about content strategy but we have a really really hard lean on video strategy uh and on today's show i have some great guests who know a lot about creating quality content so let's have a chat about that then let's have a chat about using video within your marketing mix uh, in the studio today, I have Graham Easton and Keith Easton. Graham, can you introduce yourself, please? Uh, hello, uh, very uh, pleasurable to be here with you, Mr. Dom. Uh, yeah, my name's Graham Easton. I am a director, along with Keith, of uh, Wish Entertainments. Uh, we started, oh, crikey, 25, 30 years ago doing mobile discos. We've expanded and grown into doing sports presentation. Uh, so working at different sporting events, doing the music and the, the hosting and comparing type roles. But also fairly recently moved into doing podcasting, uh, which is very exciting. I really enjoy doing that. I do one myself. Keith does one. And we also have a studio here, which we're recording the show and where clients can come in and record their own podcast. So it's quite an exciting time with the podcast marketing market uh, growing uh, in lots of different ways. So we're, we're, we're really enjoying that just now. Fantastic. Keith? Uh, yeah, kind of like Graham says, I, I, in terms of the studio, it's the well podcast you do and I, I'm the button presser. Um, I'm, I'm the guy that sits and listens to everyone's shows and gets them up online uh, but like them, uh, sport and background uh, also do quite a bit of event work, freelance event work um, uh, where I, I met your, your fine self working at the Edinburgh International Conference Centre uh, as a regular haunt so that's, that's me Okay, no. well fair enough so uh, I'll just introduce myself I Go. am Dom aka The Vlogging Guy the uh, vlogging guy. Not a vlogging guy. <laughs> That's what I like to say anyway. And uh, I started off working for the BBC and big broadcasters like that. And I kind of still do a lot of uh, live stuff, live event, live content. Uh, I do a lot of football where I work with footballers and managers to get them in front of the camera, make sure they give the right answer at the right time. And also sometimes make sure they turn up. My hardest game ever I did, I was, I was managing the post-match interviews uh, Newcastle United versus Tottenham and it was the day that Newcastle beat Tottenham 7-1 Newcastle got relegated last day of the season and Tottenham lost the second spot to Arsenal um, just because they lost that game and so Newcastle boys wanted to go off on holiday and the Tottenham boys wanted to go off on holiday and I was like can someone speak to me please <laughs> so I've kind of made a career out of getting people in front of the camera who don't necessarily want to be there but now you're doing it very successfully, Dom. Yes, yes. We actually, a lot of my clients now really want to be there, really want to yep. understand how to be there, how to tell stories better, how to, you know, film. So, you know, everyone has a mobile phone these days. Everyone yep. has a smartphone. And people really want to know how to tell better stories, yep. how to engage more with their audience and how to get their videos looking prettier. Yep. You know, they don't necessarily want Hollywood standards. They don't necessarily yep. want glitter cannons going off everywhere. Yep. But uh, I know a lot of people do want to be, you know, that bit above the competition. Yeah, because that's-, that's the biggest challenge. And we all, we all swipe through our phones and our tablets and what's going to make you stop? Mm. And that's the key thing. And it's a very difficult one to answer. But we're all challenged to kind of think of something and do something that makes people stop swiping down. Yeah. You know, actually yeah. watch for like, you know, five, ten seconds. And that's always a challenge. And it's a, 
uh, you know, a lot of people are doing, um, you know, stuff that might be viewed historically as kind of behind the scenes. It's, mm-hmm. As you say, it's not kind of polished, but actually the behind the scenes bit, the kind of normality is actually probably the most engaging content. And yeah. we've sort of talked about how we engage, uh, do that with our promoting our, our podcast. It's like, what's the kind of behind the scenes thing? It's, it's great to be polished, but I think for the, the, the viewer, it's, it's, it's the unusual elements that they actually really enjoy. There is massive benefit um, in kind of authentic videos. Behind the scenes stuff yeah. is, is one of those major things, but authentic videos generally yeah. uh, is great, and especially for websites and stuff, to have like a really well-polished video on the front page of your website. But for social media, uh, maybe not so much for ads because, you know, your ads, you want them to be polished as well. Yeah. But for your general day-to-day videos, it's great to have something maybe a little bit more casual. Maybe it's you, you know, in the living room or you waiting for the train. There's something which gives people uh, a kind of a behind the scenes look at what you're up to and what it is you're doing and giving added value with that video. Yeah. So, I, yeah, so I, I think the BBC are doing that quite well, particularly sort of across live, uh, Five Live. And I think if you look at the the Razor f- figures that came out for BBC Radio last week, particularly Radio 1, Radio 1 mm. were putting really high, oh, but we've got, X million or whatever people engaging with our YouTube channel and that was such a big part where everyone is in the radio world is fine to have a a positive story about their stats which is which is absolutely understandable but I thought it was really interesting given that Radio 1 is this youth market but this whole behind the scenes thing so if you look at what 5 Live do with the podcast there are cameras in the studios you you see it when there's ever a clip from uh, Today program on yeah. Radio Four is on the BBC. Yeah. You've always got John Humphreys. You've you've got this behind the scenes camera thing. Five Live do it well. Radio One do it well. Sport are doing it where BT Sport are doing things on Facebook before the broadcast is even it. So there's so much of this behind the scenes. People, I have this phrase I use a lot. People would rather go to the after show party than to the party. Yeah, because yeah, they that think is very it's, true. And I think I think that's a big big thing. And people will watch the ITV2 they'll go into the red button for the extra factor or I'm a celebrity these these get high high yeah. viewing figures because it's that oh I'm going to get something exclusive uh, I know something yeah. else that others don't yeah. yes yeah, yes. yeah. 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 the, the backtrack and you know e- even though it's kind of behind the scenes stuff that I, I still believe that you need to still tell a good story yeah so you know there's there's lots of statistics out there especially on Facebook where 40 seconds is kind of uh, the key to a good social media video um, after about a minute you can lose up to 80% of your audience and so if you're if you have a call to action that's the bit at the end where you actually tell the you know the viewer what you wanted them to do next if that happens after one minute there's a very good chance that 80% of people yeah. can miss it and that's because like you say you're on the phone 80% of people on social media are on the phone and usually they're waiting for the bus or they're sat on the train yeah. or they're in the takeaway waiting for their food to arrive and if your video is five minutes long yeah. they look at the up at the screen and the train comes in two minutes time they're like well i haven't got time to watch this yeah yeah so we've got to kind of look at creating content which works with our audience it's not necessarily that people don't pay attention anymore but actually the way they're consuming content means that they they physically don't have the time they yeah. used to it's not like netflix where you your relationship or my relationship with netflix is right you have 10 hours of shows. I'm going to sit here. It's a Sunday and I'll sit and watch it. Yeah. And I might go to the loo occasionally and I might have a cup of tea occasionally. Uh, but when you're dealing with social media, the people who are looking at your videos aren't audience. They're users. They're active. They're doing stuff. And yeah. So you have to have that in mind when you're creating content, even behind the scenes stuff. 
that uh, the audience is very transient and Facebook especially is such yeah. a busy platform that yeah. always trying to pull people away yeah, to I do like, other things. I like that users thing. It's, it's very interesting because I notice again in the stats that come out, they describe people as not, the, the raise stats say people use a podcast. They yeah, don't yeah. see people listen to, and yeah. it's that it's that in parallel. And I do this a lot with people that come into the studio, and people are thinking about doing podcasts. It's yeah, you can you can write a blog, yeah, or you can write and and to read that. That's essentially probably the only thing you could really be doing. You might have music on the back, but you're going to read that. Yeah, whereas with a podcast and the stats back up, you're doing something else. As you've alluded, to, you're, yeah. you're in the gym, you're commuting, you're walking the dog, you're doing the ironing, you're doing the hoovering, you, you, you're yeah. doing something yeah. in parallel, and that is why the, the, there's an explosion in positive figures for that because people this whole cliche sound like I'm on this morning or, or loose women but oh, bu- busy mums and busy lifestyle and all that which, but, but it is true it's like yeah I'll stick this on and I hear people saying I'm now getting into the car in the morning and instead of sticking on radio and Max go, mm-hmm. you know what I listen to a podcast yep. and yep. the figures are there the peak listening time for podcast is yep. 8 to 8 15 in the morning which is the same as the peak time for live yep. radio so it's it's made a massive impression on mm-hmm. that as well but that, it's that it's that dual thing it's so so important yeah. that yeah you're you're listening while doing something else so so in terms of the the, the vlogging you've done and, and the advice you give Dom so yes. you t- said the first you know few seconds quite literally are the most important so what, what have you picked up in your experiences what would you advise to people in terms of that that, that? I mean I know it's very different for each mm-hmm. each client I know that but are there any sort of general kind of rules that you've kind of picked up over over the years the worst thing you can do let's start with the worst and then I'll go right, into okay. something a bit more right. positive <laughs> <laughs> the worst thing you can do is to not edit the start of your video so that, that literally the first three seconds of your video is prime real estate. That's, that's, you know, that's your curb appeal. You know, if you ever sell a house, it's all about the curb appeal. It doesn't necessarily matter what the inside's like. Yep. If you haven't painted the outside of your house, people won't even bother to go inside. Yep. And so if your video starts with the first three seconds of you fiddling with the screen and trying to get the camera right and yeah. is it on? Is it? Is it? Uh, okay, hey. And I might watch that though. Yeah. I don't know. I might watch that. What is, you know, because it's not that. You know, it's it's all very subjective. I know. But, yeah. But I, I take your point. I do take your point. But yeah. I mean, you have to get to the point relatively quickly. Yeah. Uh, but I always think, and this is, you know, I, I've I've done quite a bit of people. I've worked with quite a few people who've done TED talks. Yes. And they always start with a question. Yeah. And so they, uh, and th- this is something definitely worth doing, you engage your audience with a question. So you don't sit there and go, hey, this is me. I've been doing this for 20 odd years. Uh, we sell shelving, all kinds of shelving. <laughs> <laughs> you start with a question like, do you find your house has too much clutter? And most people will go, yeah, yeah actually, I do. Yeah. And then so you're engaging, you're asking a question, you're alluding to the fact that you might have an answer to a question. Yeah. And, and obviously, if you've cut off the bit where you're fiddling with the camera at the start and you go straight into the question, it has so much more impact than yeah. if the person has to wait for four seconds before the question's yeah. asked. Does yeah. that make sense? No, it does. I, I totally yeah. get that. Yeah, good point. Good yeah. point. No, I mean, it's that whole chef thing, the, f- the first bites with the eye. Yeah, yeah, but I think again on the podcast and bit in terms of where people are going on to the apps and what mm. we're going to listen to or whatever, that image is so important yeah, as well. Yeah. It's really, really what draws you in, and it's, it's with the with iTunes and online. It's like musicians are pretty certain not designing sleeve artwork with the detail of Sergeant Pepper. 
mm. because it doesn't that level of yeah. detail. So your yeah. podcast again, I was saying to a client, I was you know look look at who else when you search under your keywords, look what else comes out, and are you actually standing out? Yeah, on the smartphone on that size, because and you have to be thinking about that. That's also mm. extremely true for people who are wanting to have a YouTube presence. Yeah, yes. YouTube is all about the thumbnail. Yeah, and so often I see people they've created a great video and they haven't grabbed a good thumbnail and the thumbnails of you know of of them half halfway through a sentence or yeah. a word and their eyes are a bit yeah. skew with or what have you uh at having a, a really well created thumbnail which kind of explains the video or or attracts the audience that is yeah. the same with podcasting is absolutely massive but, i mean i'd noticed that with youtube when we do preview videos for graham's playlist shows i'm always in particular with subtitle i'm all i always yeah look at the bottom yeah. of youtube you get your three options that they give you and I think they're usually rubbish. Usually yeah. rubbish. You might get lucky. You might get lucky yeah, with one, yeah. but I do. Yeah, it's the consistency of like, what's the image for the show? If there's yeah. a guest, there's a picture of the guest. Make sure there's a nice, clear, static. Mm. Do you see? It? And it's so it's that chef thing. First bites with the eye. First yeah. bites with the eye. But you can use stuff like Canva. Have you guys used Canva? C A N V A dot com. Writing this down, yeah. Dom. Canva, and it's it's kind of like a really scaled down version of of. Um, of, of Adobe Photoshop. Okay. And so there's loads of kind of stock images there or you can import your own images. Yeah. But it's a really great way to import words into images. And so okay. kind of all yeah. my thumbnails for YouTube have been created on Canva. Yeah. Uh, and there's real templates there. So even if you're not necessarily hugely confident in yeah. creating content, there's a lot that's kind of kind of built there already and you just have yeah. to fill in the, de- in the details I, yeah i use pick stitch on my phone which okay. is a nice little app as well for just creating little collages again yeah. and i like the idea that because i'm creating it on my phone because you know, mm-hmm. the start 97 yeah. percent of podcasts are listened to on a smartphone yeah. so well why not design it and put it together on yes. your phone because you're seeing what yeah. it looks like yeah so what one other kind of challenges we've had um in terms of the, the video like i do a, a preview for my um playlist podcast with, with sports people about their musical motivators but one of the things we've, we've, we've done and had to do and it's obvious when you say it but again it's thinking how cleverly you want to do that is the, the kind of art of subtitling or not because obviously a lot of people will not be listening in a pub or don't want it to be publicly known yeah not everybody is on their phone with their headphones yeah but it's that, it's that balance between you know uh, the subtitles is really important i know you use it well and, and yeah. how you use it and is it like full on the screen or is it at the bottom is it got too small and mm. you know you've got to learn actually what you're saying has got to be really short and succinct because Otherwise, it's just like so many words on the screen. That's now yeah. a new thing you've got to kind of think about. So it's got to be short, as you've alluded to earlier on, in the first yeah. few seconds, but also what you're saying, the words, people will keep reading it if, mm. right, they get a sense of it. So visually, it's got to be really stunning in the first yeah. few seconds, but also that the text is so important because you think, well, actually, I can't bother, I'll just keep scrolling because what yeah. you're saying is a lot of, you know, so it's that, that's now a new dynamic. And it's getting to the point early. I mean, 76% of all videos on Facebook are listened with the sound off. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, unless you want to only talk to the 25% you've got the headphones or are happy to blast the phone out on the bus. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> we all know these people, don't yeah. we? <laughs> these will be, uh, here's, here's a, 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 some great phraseology being used, but here's one, it's maybe old school and I'm sounding old, but I like screenagers. Screenagers. No, I heard that. Screenagers. No, the screenagers at the back of the bus. <laughs> Not teenagers, kids, adults, whoever's listening, uh, but screenagers. I love that. Yeah, that's cool. Uh, but yeah. most people won't, and so you have to, like you say, design your content around a 
you know, either in building um, subtitles or main titles or creating content which uh, doesn't necessarily need spoken word to be understood. Yeah. Uh, but definitely subtitling. There's quite a lot. Of, I use a, uh, an, uh, a company called Trint, T-R-I-N-T dot com. Writing this down. People are using pens in this podcast and paper. Pens and paper work, man. Yes, it's like you don't brilliant. need a battery for a pen. No. Uh, and if you drop a piece of paper, it's usually fine when you pick it up again. <laughs> well, can I just do a slight, slight tangent there? That's why there's a jar of free pens here in the Well Podcast Studio for that. And yeah. obviously they right. say the Well Podcast Studio and it's got a bit because you're right, people do reach for a pen to write something down. Yeah. Yep. Really yep. important. Sorry. A tangent. Apologies. It is a good tangent. <laughs> that I'm, whenever I'm writing kind of scripts or writing, you know, um, content is that it i i find i remember stuff better when i write it down by hand and so if i'm coming up with a new uh, vlog or a new video and i've got some stuff that i really need to say i'll write it down by hand yeah, first yeah i don't necessarily read from a script but i have the yeah. physical words written in front uh, of me for my for my playlist i rightly or wrongly and everybody's different i actually write a script but sometimes i'm thinking actually i want it to be sound slightly less scripted and i try and do it Ken it off the cuff with a few kind of bullet points and you know some people will, will want a script but it can sound kind of very scripted it's, it's always for me getting that kind of balance right I want the kind of formality of it there's a, there's a beginning here's the show yeah. it's Graham Mason's playlist on the show we've got da 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 but I suppose it's a, a, sometimes like maybe I should make it a wee bit more kind of off the cuff in, in, in a good way and again, that's a, a delicate balance depending who you are and who as a client who you're trying to attract. And it's all it's all dependent on your audience. Yes, indeed, uh, and, absolutely. And what your audience wants and what your audience expects, uh, and who it is you're wanting to, you know to sell to. Because if you're selling to a really small kind of niche audience, you kind of understand all the terminology and stuff. Then it's great to use terminology. But if yeah. your audience or your customers, who who you're hoping your audience will be. Um, you know, don't understand in jokes or don't understand uh, the content. It, it needs more explanation. So you really got to understand who it is you're actually wanting to talk to. Yeah. I often work with my clients to kind of, well, who is it you wanted to talk to? And sure. they're like, oh, well, anyone. Like, for, <laughs> for example, there's someone with a, a bike shop in Glasgow. And I was like, oh, well, anyone with eggs. I'm like, well, yeah. do you deliver? <laughs> oh, no, no, no. They've got to come into my shop. And I was like, well, straight speaking, you want anyone with eggs in Glasgow or Thirty miles of Glasgow, so yeah. that's not everyone. And, and then I kind of, you know, I talk with them, and it's like, so what? What makes you the most money? I mean, it's like, well, my high-end racing bikes. Yeah. And it's like, well, is it not best to then aim your content at people who, yeah, who actually buy the thing which makes you the most money? So yeah. you're not going for everyone. You're going for people in Glasgow on a high income. Yeah. Um, that's who you wanted to aim your content at. Yeah. Another thing is, 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 and we've had to think about this here at Wish, is the difference between how you might market something on LinkedIn, vis-a-vis Twitter, yeah. vis-a-vis Facebook mm-hmm. and Instagram. There's, there's subtle but important differences in how you get your message across. It's like be the length of the content or the style. And I've deliberately tried to sort of change how I promote my podcasts on LinkedIn, make it more of like asking a question rather than saying, here's my new podcast. And I'm going, oh, Graham's got another podcast. You know? <laughs> and it's always the same because you're scrolling to everybody else is going up. Yep, he, oh, he annoys me because his style. And you've got to actually yeah. take a genuine step back saying, I don't want to sound to come across like one of those. And we all know who those one of those people yeah. are. Uh, and I may, I will be that person for someday. I'm bound to be. Yeah. Uh, and But you've got to be really honest with yourself saying, actually, I don't want to come across uh, in a particular way as one of these annoying guys. He's no alls or here's another one. And that's, for me, An quite influencer. a challenge. No, no, but, but going back to what you're saying about actually, do you want to actually to write? You've actually got, to, for me, really got to think what you put in on LinkedIn for me 
And, you know, I'm trying to make it more of a sort of conversation. I saying, hey, yeah. I've got a new podcast. You know, trying to think of what the person's been saying in their podcast and use that as a, as a hook to say, actually, well, this guy here talked about X, Y, and Z. Mm. I think you might quite like it. Or did you know that, you know, X, he likes this type of music? And you know, So you're looking at the benefit for yeah, the audience. Correct. But mm. it's, it's really, you know, it's social media is not clumped together. I know many people knowing listening will know that, and I'm not teaching the granny suck eggs, but you mm. still got to spend a bit of time more so now actually really thinking about that because mm-hmm. otherwise it's just a waste of time yeah i mean back even like five years ago there was this whole um this whole movement where you just post one thing once and then it, it goes was, to all the yeah, social media yeah, yeah, yeah. but that just doesn't make any no, sense no, anymore because no, no, it's no. such wide audiences you know on facebook it's people who are at home and they're wanting to relax and they're wanting to yeah. uh, escape you know find something funny or interesting to keep them entertained well on something like linkedin especially during the day it's people who are at work who have yeah troubles or issues and they're wanting these things solved yeah yeah, yeah. that's what i've been asked again interested in the studio when people are asking these questions it's, it's really good to hear that i where can you recommend keith i can just do one post and it goes to everywhere yeah. and it does my head and when you see someone's posted something on instagram and their yeah. account's linked and people have got a different at you know yeah. t- and it doesn't all sync together and it's exactly that i i, I fully endorse that there's different messages for different platforms um, and you, for me, you, you just have to take the time. Yes, yeah, I think. Yes. I think. You, uh, yeah, I'll cut and paste stuff across Twitter and Instagram. But again, yeah. people have got different handles on Instagram and Twitter, and particularly when we're tagging bands that are being played on playlists, you've got to double check it. And yeah. it's it's that proofreading thing. But yeah, it, it's time consuming. But as I say, th- I think that's a key takeaway. Yeah, there is a different message. Your, your show would have a different message. I suppose, and it's the way that. Like use an example at the moment, the BBC are pushing Top Gear's back. Yeah. Now you hear there's there's radio adverts for Top Gear. Yeah. So obviously it's the visual visualization it'll be now I've not completely looked at this, but I'm sure there's different intricacies of right, it's a big show, but we're gonna promote I mean I heard it promoted on Radio One today. You know, yeah. in the middle of Claire Amphor's show this morning, here's a Top Gear advert. Wow, it's a big flagship show that's new presented. Yeah. But it'll be promoted to the radio audience. Mm. And I, I I bet there's probably a different a completely different for radio yeah. too possibly yes. and yeah. vice versa and obviously mm-hmm. on tv so yeah i think these things spend the time each platform's different yeah. if and especially if you if you're like a, a lone businessman or a, an entrepreneur working on your own and you don't have time look at what platform best suits you yeah. if you are selling a consumer product to 40 year olds then facebook's great if you're selling consumer product to a teenager then Instagram's the place to really yeah. focus on. And if you're selling kind of a B2B product or a B2B service, then LinkedIn and Twitter are really good places to go to. So have a look at what social media outlets are out there. If you don't have time to really focus in on all of them, yeah, just look at one and really smash it. Yeah. But one thing I've picked up from you and a few other people on LinkedIn, um, which up to now plays a, a, a platform I've looked at as much compared to Facebook and Twitter, but it, it's... it's, it's either joining or creating a conversation with something yeah. and then creating the content on the back of that. So uh, it's easy to say you're then hopefully creating a solution. Hey, well, if you've got a problem with this, then come to me. Now, there's always been a bit of that since businesses were invented. Uh, but but in a sense, I, I, I pick up that you've used that really effectively in terms of create the yeah. conversation and or you're joining somebody else's conversation yeah. via hashtags and whatnot. And actually that's your way into kind of say, hey, 
have a conversation with me uh, privately. Yeah, uh, yeah. I think it's quite powerful now. It is really powerful. You shouldn't just be creating your own content. You should be sharing, liking, and most importantly, commenting on other people's content, especially if they are doing stuff and talking about stuff connected to what you do. So one of my, uh, something which really worked for me a few months ago is one of my connections was having a conversation about influencers uh, with someone I've never met before. Yeah. Uh, but I that popped up on my timeline. I thought, oh, that's interesting. So I yeah. chimed in the conversation and we all got chatting and it, it kind of, you know, more people joined in. And then uh, the second gen- gentleman uh, who, who, who was having the conversation with my connection got in touch with me on Instant Messenger saying, hey, I see, I've checked out your your LinkedIn page uh, and I've actually watched some of your videos. I, 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 I quite like him. So I had the conversation with him. He then went over to my profile. He watched my videos uh, and then he got in touch with me, and from then uh, he's now a client, and um, I'm making vi- making videos from him. But if yeah. I hadn't got that initial conversation started, yeah. and if I didn't have a portfolio of stuff on my social media, yeah. I may have missed that client. Yeah, that that that, that influence word is one of his words. I'm like, all oh, right, it's, it sounds like it's one of his words that makes you squirm sometimes. And I'm, I'm sure many people have seen the the fire uh, documentary on, on Netflix, the, yeah. the festival where the word influencer was used, and uh, sometimes positively, but. Many occasions ne- negative. So there's, uh, the, you know, influencer I, I get and being maybe part of something and like maybe you're an influencer, maybe we are without realising that. But um, sometimes yeah. I don't like these sort of tags. It makes it a wee bit kind of, but I, I get what it means at its heart. Influencer uh, doesn't have to be famous. It, no, no, it exactly. It could literally yeah, be the absolutely. person down yeah. the road who knows absolutely. everyone in the street. Yes, it could literally yes. be the guy who runs the networking event which everyone likes to go to. Yeah. They don't have to be Kim Kardashian or no. Kylie Jenner. No, 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 no I know. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But I, I think a lot of, a lot of people only associate influencer yeah. with like the super famous influencers and yeah. and it's kind of a bit of a bad word, but actually influencer yeah. itself is literally just someone yeah. who has good connections, who yes. starts good conversations. Yeah, they've got a good black book. A good black book, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, so that's kind of vlogging. It's all about kind of creating quality content. It's all about kind of looking into authentic content, but also still being able to tell a good story just because it's behind the scenes and maybe it's not as shiny as some of your other yeah. videos. You've got to tell a good story uh, and be respectful of your audience's time and how they might be using that content, where they might be using the content, especially on the mobile phone. There's so many distractions on the mobile phone. Um, and don't just post your own stuff um, Find other people who are do, who are maybe your potential clients. Find other people who are maybe uh, doing uh, stuff in the same sector or in similar sectors, and start commenting and engaging with people on social media. It is definitely a two-way street. It's not just blasting out propaganda, yeah. um, as I think we've all seen people who are literally all day long <laughs> blasting out the propaganda. Yeah, it's yeah. all about uh, having a conversation. Yeah, yeah. It's filtering it out. Filtering it out. Yeah. Cool. So next time we're going to talk about podcasting which is very exciting uh how do we find out more about uh the well studio gentlemen Keith, Keith, I'll do, be, uh, we'll go to the website switch. it's the well it's one l because it's whoosh entertainments limited which is Love our company it. so it's thewell.co.uk uh, also you'll find us on twitter it's at the well edinburgh and we're on LinkedIn as well. So you've got the website. We've got a lovely video, which I must credit uh, Hero Creative put together, which gives a sort of 90-second 
sort of look at the studio and, and there's a few stats on there if you're thinking of getting started as well. I think, right, should they be doing it? We've got links to a lot of the, the stats and the key takeaways, the listener figures, how many people are listening and when they're listening, the demographics. If you're thinking, right, I've got to sell this one. So we like to kind of help, yeah, help yeah. the process. It's not just about hit and record, but really what we're talking you're about here. You're looking to the benefits. Yeah, people are asking, people are learning and, and there's people that's still new too. So yeah, that, that's what you can find at thewell.co.uk. I hope you found today's show interesting. Remember, you can always get in touch on Twitter at Vlogify Studio. That's at Vlogify Studio. Until next time, take care. Bye-bye.